This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 24. Hi, my name is Thomas Miller. Welcome back. Presuming that you've been here before. If you haven't, welcome in. This is a podcast where we talk about various aspects that influence and program your subconscious mind. Boy, has this not been a week? I'm recording this on July 4th here in the U.S., the day that we celebrate our independence. And of course, over in Egypt, they almost had their own Independence Day of sorts yesterday because uh, they overthrew the government. And uh, there's just a really strange energy in the world, isn't there? Uh, how many people have you talked to recently who have mentioned how aggressive the energy is in the world right now? I don't know if you're feeling it, but I sure have been feeling it myself. And I guess it's showing up in other places around the world. It's also been quite a week of polarity for me. I had, I had two of the funniest. I had Well, really, one of the funniest things. I had two emails come in just in the last couple of days, and I really appreciate you sending me comments through the comment uh, tab on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com, thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. So there were two emails that came in this week of note. One was from a publisher who wanted to invite me to participate in an upcoming edition of books about manifestation, and that was quite an honor to receive that. I really appreciate it, and we're taking a look at that. The other was from a guy who said that he found our podcasts while he was sitting on the toilet. So (laughs) isn't that great? (laughs) That just keeps it all in perspective, doesn't it? And what a perfect segue to our topic today, which is confidence. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the find the podcast on this while you're sitting on the toilet guy. So that would really do your confidence in, wouldn't it, if you let it get to you? But we're going to talk today about confidence because I hear so many people, and myself included, and you know that this series is pretty much an outpouring of me just addressing all the stuff that happened in my life that I've changed and turned around toward the middle years of my life. I say the middle years because I'm going to live a nice, long, productive life because I turned my life around so dramatically in my late 40s. I need some more time to enjoy the manifestation and the fruit of this new way of being. And hopefully we're catching you way on down the timeline in your teens or 20s or 30s, wherever you are, you can turn your life around. But for those of us who have had struggles in the past, this area of confidence can be one of the last to come back. So we're going to tackle it today. I think when we talk about confidence, we have to break it down into a couple of areas because, for one, there's obviously lost confidence or a lack of confidence, that we're not good enough or that you and I are a failure or that we don't meet someone's expectations, either a family member, siblings, friends, school, perhaps. It's been difficult the last several weeks watching my son struggle through a biology class at a community college here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, mostly because the professor has just completely, uh, well, just has not really been in the game with this class at all. But I've seen how the kids have dropped out and how my son has struggled to maintain a good grade through this just debacle of a class. Man, that can affect your confidence. You might have had struggles and challenges at work or in society in general, just fitting in with social groups and with friends. So all of these things can affect our overall perspective of ourselves. 
perhaps in the past due to various reasons. In my case, a programming of my subconscious mind. You may have had struggles in business or in your career or have suffered job loss or marital or relationship losses. And then when it compounds, life just seems to throw you a series of hits and it comes at you in waves and just beats you down. You know how they say things come in threes? Well, sometimes for some of us, it comes in decades and it makes you just want to throw in the towel. And one of the biggest things that we forget and we're going to address this in just a minute. But in the process of those waves, that wave after wave after wave coming at us, we forget that we are creators. In some cases, we get told by others that we're not good enough. Our parents often are this category. As much as my own mom loved me with all the ability that she had and all the ways that she knew to love she also had a tremendous amount of criticism that I wasn't good enough and never measured up. Or the other area where it often comes from, well, it can come from a boss, but then the other area is an ex-spouse. <laughs> Categorize that as most likely ex. If you're still living with that person and you get that nyeh, 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 nyeh all day long, um, bless your heart. I lived with it for 15 years and then finally... We decided that we'd had enough. But boy, had it taken its toll on my self-confidence. When I left that marriage, that first marriage, when I left that first marriage at 40, after 15 years of that and then my whole childhood of being told I wasn't good enough by my, uh, my, by my mom particularly, I was – I mean, you talk about self-confidence just being completely shot. I had none. I was 40 years old and I'd been told that I was a turd all of my life. And it affected everything that I did. And that had to be turned around. The other area that obviously affects this tremendously, and I tread on this delicately, is if there has been abuse in your past, either physical or verbal. But particularly, the tragedy of physical abuse is one that is incredibly difficult to get over. And it affects you. It is a scar that never fully heals. So those are some of the areas that certainly can affect our confidence, our overall confidence. Now, on the other side, let's flip this thing around to the opposite side, because on the other side of a lack of self-confidence is an over-exaggerated ego. Now, let's be careful, because I'm not talking here about the cocky over-exaggerated ego, the peacocking kind of exaggerated ego. You remember the TV series Happy Days, The Fonz? I'm not talking about that kind of ego. I'm talking about the kind of person where life is driven by serving the self. So life revolves around you or me. I spoke of my friend in Podcast 23 who had recent struggles, and the biggest issue that he's dealing with is that he had built a fiefdom around himself. In a contrast to that, just this week I heard of somebody who has just an amazing story of fostering over 140 children and has adopted two legally as her own, and these are special needs kids. She has given her life to serving these children. I work with somebody who gives a tremendous piece of herself to juvenile delinquents. These are mostly teenagers or mostly guys in their early 20s who have been in jail 
for some reason or another, got in trouble, did some time, and now they're getting out and reintegrating into society. And she gives a big piece of herself to these, as she calls them, her kids. That is living a life that is not driven by the ego. Many of us, though, and often ironically, from a lack of confidence, we over-exaggerate our egos. And this is a really tough one to sit down and self-examine. It's hard to mm, to get past the realization that that could be you or that could be me. And I'll give you a little hint of how you can start to determine whether or not your perspective might be of the over-exaggerated ego. Not the cocky side, but the over-exaggerated side. And the word is resistance. Catch when and where you resist things. When you find yourself resisting something, realize that that is a moment of the hyper-exaggerated ego. And then you can also measure how hard you fight against it. So if you're really putting some resistance into the space, if you really don't like what's going on, if you're really pressing against it, then realize that you probably have a hyperinflated ego behind that. So we've talked about lost confidence. We've talked about the opposite, the exaggerated ego. The other area of confidence to address is lost opportunities. Because when we don't have a healthy self-perspective, then we simply don't go after the things in life that we would love. We settle. We don't live in the place where we want to live. We don't work in the job that where we would love to work. We don't go after that hot guy or that hot gal. We don't live life to its fullest because we're afraid and we're not confident. We're not confident in our ability. We're not confident, perhaps, in our training. Our background might be full of a history of failures. We forget that we're creators by nature, and we simply avoid taking action. And that is the biggest deterrent to getting results in your life. If you're not in action, then you're stuck. I would encourage you over and over and over again, risk failing, but in some way or another, be in action. Take some kind of step every single day, hopefully more than one step in every single day, but at least be taking some step every day toward the life that you want to live. Keep moving. Okay, here are some principles to help build confidence. First, and I think this is one of the most important ones, if you are really struggling in this area, go quickly to the fact that you are a creator. You are the master of your fate. You are the captain of your soul, as William Ernest Henley said in his Invictus. If it's going to be, it's up to me. That can be a huge boost to your confidence is just realizing that you are a creator. Go back to the basic operating laws of the universe and realize that if you start to run your life and live your life according to the principles of the universe, then things are going to show up differently for you. It's built into the universal system. And I have to tell you guys, the only reason I'm doing these podcasts, the only reason I'm doing this is that I was one of the most knuckle, hard-headed, obstinate son of a bitches you've ever met in your life. And if this can work for me, I'm telling you it can work for you. 
So dramatic was my turnaround. If you had known me then, and there are a few people out there who did, and you knew me now, you would know that there's an incredible difference. And what I'm trying to do is just put out the lessons and the tools and the technologies that I used to turn a life around and hoping that it helps you as well. So when you go to the place that you are a creator, you can change the destiny of your life. And you start to realize the principles of the universe, the great law being that energy is, God is, and that everything in the universe revolves around that, that things are always constantly, every moment moving into some form or another. Every thought you have, every action you take, everything you do is creating some kind of material form in the energy plane. That there is a cause and effect for everything. That there's the balance of polarity. That there is indeed a vibration, an attraction, that you are magnetizing things to you. And that things take time. There's a period of gestation. That there's a rhythm, that things are moving in and out, to and fro, backward and forward. And the law that might have the most relevance to this conversation of confidence is the law of relativity, that you don't relate something to anything else, that everything in and of itself just is. I'll tell you, I deal with this myself a lot every day at work. I manage a large group of orthopedic trauma surgeons. So we put Humpty Dumpty back together again after Humpty Dumpty has fallen off of a ladder or has been riding his motorcycle. And that's <laughs> that's typically what we do. We deal with fractures. And here are these highly skilled orthopedic surgeons that I work with every day. And a lot of times I get out of this law of relativity and I sometimes allow my negative thinking to take over and say to myself that because I don't have that skill that I don't match up. And that's just a bunch of hogwash. They are who they are and I am who I am. And often I find myself during the day cleaning up one of their messes. And that's what they pay me for. Another thing we can do is reprogram our mind. Listening to this kind of material is a great way to do that. Another excellent source, if you're struggling with confidence, is I would encourage you to click on my website. Go to subconsciousmindmastery.com, and on the right-hand side, click on Brain Sync. That's my affiliate link. It will take you to Kelly Howell's audio CDs, and she has one there on confidence. Buy it. Download it. It's $10. Invest that in yourself. If you'd like to take it a little further, go over to Think Right Now, and they have a program on confidence as well. Different styles, different types of programming. They are separate Kelly Howells will affect one part of your subconscious mind. Think right now will affect another type of behavioral programming. If you can afford both, get both. The other thing I absolutely love are Catherine Ponder's affirmations. Catherine Ponder's affirmations will help shift you into the realm of the creator in the divine energy world. If you are trying to build self-confidence, pick five or ten of Catherine Ponder's best affirmations that speak to you. You can look them up on the internet. I did a podcast with them a couple back. I believe it was number 21 or 22 where we did some, we read some of Catherine Ponder's affirmations. You can listen to that if you'd like. But Catherine Ponder's affirmations, I think, are energetically charged. They just work. For probably a year and a half, almost every morning and every evening, 
I would say a series of Catherine Ponder's affirmations out loud when I first woke up in the morning, capturing that subconscious awakening and just before I went to sleep so that that would be the one last thing on my subconscious mind as I went to sleep, starting to build those affirmations into my mind. And it shifted me from being the negative, downbeaten, little whipped pup into somebody that is starting to create and manifest incredible things into his life. And that was definitely one of the shift points for me. All right, another thing that you can do, if there's been a major offense or if there's been a major marker period in your life, is if you can, go back to that place and clear it up. In some of the other podcasts, I told you that when I was about 25 years old, a pastor, a man who I looked up to all through my junior high and high school years, somebody that our family had been very close to, told me that I was his biggest disappointment in his ministry because I had not gone on out of college to become a Baptist preacher. We were sitting beside some tennis courts in Vail, Colorado that summer when he told me those words. And those words reprogrammed my subconscious mind because of the influence that this individual had in my life that I was a disappointment. And I would do anything in the world to figure out how to disappoint you over time. Well, finally, it took a while, but finally I realized that that programming had been in there, that that moment of time when he had said those words to me so many years ago marked most of the course of my adult life. Well, when I finally realized it and dealt with it, forgave him, forgave myself, then I had the opportunity to go back to Vail, Colorado. I did it in May of 2012. Well, those tennis courts are now gone, but there is a private little tennis court right by where the other ones were, where he spoke those words to me. And I'll tell you, the most cleansing day of my life was that May of last year when I went to those tennis courts and sat down beside them and just in the space of realizing and hearing those words again in my mind and being able to say, thank you for sharing, but I am not a disappointment. I respect your opinion. I cleaned up what I did in that case to have caused you to say that. I hear you, but I'm not a disappointment. Thank you for sharing. And I'll tell you, it came with great, great tears. I sat beside those tennis courts and cried and cried and cried until it was all out. And then I stood up and I looked across the horizon there. I looked to the right and I looked to the left. And I just shook my head because I realized the impact that that had had on my life so unnecessarily. But when I walked away to enjoy the rest of my time in Vail, I was free. Another tremendous healing, literally, was when I held my mother back in February as she took her last breath of air. In the same context, this person who had told me all of my life that I wasn't good enough, as she was transitioning to her next life, I was there to share the love back with her at the time in her life when she needed it absolutely the most. And we were telling her, she was released. Go on, and we'll see you again. I cannot tell you how healing that was. 
Now, for you, you may not be able to go back to the places where it occurred. If it, if you can't, maybe you could get a picture of it or you could create a picture in your mind. Somehow, some way, you could transition back to ground zero, the place where it took place. And you can find your healing there and do what I did. It's very, very cleansing. And then you can commit to your new you. So affirm who you are. Pregnate your subconscious mind in the direction that you want to go. This stuff works, folks. I'm telling you, it works. It takes a while to dig it all out. But once you do and you start to release it in these ways that we just discussed, things will start to show up in your life that will restore your confidence. And when they do, by the way, capture them in some kind of a success journal. Write them down. Celebrate your high five moments. Hopefully you have someone in your life who you can celebrate your high five moments with. But definitely capture them and enjoy them. And when something really special shows up for you and you really have a dynamic breakthrough and you just, yes, yes, yes. I would suggest that you do something special for yourself, pamper yourself, or treat yourself to something that you love to do when something good happens. One of the things that I have come to love in my life is riding a road bicycle. And when something really good happens or when I just need to get those endorphins flowing really good, I go jump on that bike. And that's one of the ways that I treat myself to a high five moment is I just go do a good ride. And then you even because you're exercising, you even feel better about it. And then after you've enjoyed that celebration, reset your sights on that next good thing that you want to bring into your life. And as it builds and you capture it and you see that this is a pattern that you can create over and over and over in your life, I promise you, your confidence will come back. And as always, as you are doing it, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening. My name is Thomas Miller. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.